Did you know that a vampire's favorite fruit is blood orange? We've got lots of crazy facts and more coming up. We got lots of info, let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Mike. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. I'm Rhino, this is my show, and I know exactly what you're thinking. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun, and you might even learn something. So without further ado, let's do this. In this show, we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff and randomness, but we don't do it alone. So today we'll be graced with the special guest, the beautiful, the lovely, the amazing and wonderful, Rachel O. Hello you, how are you doing today? I am well, thanks for having me on the show, taped in our own home. Oh, it's my pleasure. It was extremely difficult to arrange this today. Super difficult. So this episode is going to be different and unique as it centers around horror season. Which starts tomorrow, according to you. According to when we're taping this, not when when this releases, uh... Horror season for me starts September 1st, and that's when, uh, for the past many, many years, I've been watching nothing but horror movies from September 1st till November 4th. And I believe it all started from back in the day. uh, Fox Family, which became ABC Family, used to have this thing called the 13 Nights of Halloween, and they would play nothing but Halloween movies for forever. And then other TV stations were also doing it during September and October. And they were playing nothing but horror movies and spooky episodes and stuff for about two months at a time. And since Halloween is my favorite time of the year, it's my favorite holiday, um, I wanted to honor that and celebrate it each year by watching nothing but extremely spooky and terrible and creepy movies all month long. It's kind of been fun. And I've roped you into it as well. How has it been for you over the past couple of years? Uh, A little torturous since horror movies are probably my least favorite film category, but uh, some of them are pretty good as long as they're not too scary. Which ones have been your favorites so far? My favorite, I guess, horror movie in quotation marks of course she's doing air quotes by is the way. probably van helsing mostly because i think the cinematography is awesome and the music has a special place in my memory for me now many believe that music in film uh, is an extra character in itself but you kind of have your own unique take on it I love film scores. Ever since probably, I don't know, middle school, I fell in love with film scores. And I love uh, lots of composers. I have multiple CDs. And yes, I still collect CDs, especially of film scores. And uh, yeah, Van Helsing is probably one of my favorite scores. And it's also one of your favorite horror movies, as you just said. What other ones have you been interested in? Um, I love Casper because that's just super fun and from childhood. Um, I like Hocus Pocus, but not my favorite. It's, you know, fun, but not 
the best. Uh, I do like the Scream. I guess I would say trilogy because the fourth one is a little bit gory into um, what is the what is explicit explicitives expletives. It's I can't say that word, but yes, it's very intense. But the first three are really good, and I think they follow a good storyline and flow. Ooh, and I also love I. I know what you did last summer because, I mean, who doesn't love Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Phillippe, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Jennifer Love Hewitt? Is that yes, true? she's okay. in yeah, that one too. Yeah, yeah, In fact, I think we should definitely watch that one this year because I don't think we've seen that in a while. Sounds like a good time. We could also watch the sequel with Brandy in it. Sure. The sequels are awesome. <laughs> yeah, sequels in horror movies are fantastic. <laughs> well, since this is a, a, a sequel of events, being that it is... Um, episode 10 of Did You Know with Ryan O. We're going to go into the awesomeness and craziness of the episode. And we normally do so by opening up uh, the special episode known as Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom, where I would go deep into the mailbox and attempt to discover answers of all sorts of weird and intriguing things. But this week, it's been collecting dust, cobwebs, and moths just kind of flew out. So the moral of the story, if there is one, folks, is if you have anything, a question, comment, anything, uh, you can email it to us at didyouknowryano at gmail.com, on Twitter at didyouknowryano, or anything on the Facebook page, Did You Know with Ryan O. Those are updated um, a couple times a week, and it's lots of fun and excitement. So if you still do Twitter... You should do that. I think it's pretty cool. So besides that, we're going to go into our next part of the episode. Now, this being horror season, I have themed every part of this episode to something related to the supernatural or spooky things. Are you ready for all sorts of fun, Rach? I am totally ready. So the first uh, part, the word of the week, which is always ironic because we record any other week, um, so the, the word is blood. So you already know what blood means, which is the, uh, fluid inside your body that carries blood cells to and from around your body. Love it. So <laughs> where did that come from and when? Like the word blood? Yes. I want to say it's probably like German. You're saying it's German? I would say it's kind of a, a German origin is and, what it sounds like. And how old do you believe the word to be? Well, I mean, blood itself, um, maybe like four to 600 years old. Right on. So you're saying about 1600s and German. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, it is an old English or Saxon word. However, if you really break it down, um, it also can come from the the Germanic blodam, which is where you can get blood from. Um, there, there's Frisian, Norse, blood, Dutch, blood, um, and then it goes on and on and on. And it's uh, it's the insides that swell and gush and spurt. And it's been around since about the 15, 1500s, 1400s. That's where it came from. So really close. Nice work. Yeah, because, I mean, what is it? Hematology is the study of blood. Yes. That probably has more like a Greek or a Latin origin. 
but uh, blood to me, yeah, that sounds Germanic. Which is different than life force, which is an entirely different aspect of self-knowledge. Yes. Uh, And and speaking of self-knowledge and crazy things, we're now going into our next segment, which is I can't believe that's a law. What we're going to go into and discover the craziest laws that exist in America, but probably shouldn't. And this time, it's going to be around Halloween. Now, there are probably some crazy things that happen. Like, there, there's the whole thought process of Devil's Night, and there's uh, different rules. Like, you probably um, shouldn't go trick-or-treating alone. Um, you should always have an adult with you or someone old and whatnot. But laws are a different thing, as they're ruled by the government. Um, so this one... This law says that there are no masks um, to be worn under the age of 16. Which state would you think that comes from? I feel like that could be anywhere. To be honest, my thought goes directly to kind of like New York, because maybe New York City, if kids are trick-or-treating or older teenagers are trick-or-treating in New York City and they wear a mask and go into like a building that's like a store, which is probably... In my mind, never being been to New York City, there's like a store everywhere and kids might even trick-or-treat there too. I don't know. So that, to me, would say like if you're wearing a mask and you're in the city on Halloween, you'd probably be a robber. Even those 13-year-old, 8-year-old kids? Hey, those kids can be big. Uh, all right. <laughs> right on. Coming from the gal who's roughly barely five and a half feet tall. I'm not five and a half feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it actually comes from Georgia. Okay. In Georgia, you cannot go out in public wearing a mask if you're under the age of 16. There are also laws um, in New York prohibiting the wearers of masks. So there's another one. Since the 1800s. But it's not specifically relating to the under 16. Um, Also in California... No one can wear a mask in public without the permit from the sheriff. So all those films that they film in California, they must get permission from the sheriff. It's probably very Especially specific they, to the know, county, but yeah. Yeah, probably like, you know, Batman running around, it's fine. The sheriff knows about it. Most likely, especially, especially <laughs> the commissioner does. You'd want the commissioner to know if Batman's running around in a mask. So that is our can't believe, I can't believe that's a law. So when you were younger, um, going trick-or-treating, was there any times that you were wearing masks? Um, I don't think I had a costume that wore a mask. Well, who would want to hide your beautiful face? Uh, exactly. I was adorable as a kid. Little corn silk ringlets and all. But I think I had like stuff like a headband I feel like the most was when I dressed up as a Dalmatian from 101 Dalmatians. And I had like, you know, paint on my face and I had like the ears coming down. That's probably like the closest I hid my face. Nice. Every other year, I myself uh, did wear a mask all the time. Like Phantom of the Opera, it was like half of my face. Like when you're a Power Ranger, you're covering your, your face. When you're a ninja, you're covering most of your face. Also, we had different times that we were trick-or-treating because you grew up in Michigan. Yes. So it was probably like at least a little chilly maybe. So like covering your face is like fine. I grew Especially up in when it's Florida degrees. where it's still usually pretty warm. I think one 
Halloween, it was chilly that I remember that I had to wear like a turtleneck underneath my costume, which sadly I was a genie <laughs> from I Dream a Genie. And but, you're saying it's yeah. mostly like in the in the 70s or so around so, yeah, Halloween. Yeah, if you're wearing a mask, it's still kind of hot and muggy and it's not comfortable. Whereas in Michigan or most of the Midwest, when when it's the end of October, your highs in the evening are going to be uh in the late 40s. 50s that's the highs yeah lows might be like 38 degrees and you see frost on the ground yeah. that's when you're like yeah i'm gonna be like a ninja and like wrap everything around you <laughs> or you're gonna be a mummy and you're gonna be extremely warm oh yeah eskimo <laughs> one of my favorites was the the grim reaper uh-huh. because you just wear a giant cloak and you have the skeleton mask I layered that bad boy up so well, especially because you had gloves. So I had two different pairs of gloves, which was great. Um, I feel like that's a lazy costume. Yeah, it is. But when you have all these layers, you don't care about how lazy that costume is. Although I will say my last time I ever went trick-or-treating, I definitely had a lazy costume where I went as a dead person that got bit by a vampire. (laughs) So you, did you any face makeup or anything? I mean, yeah, I made myself look dead and had like uh, dark circles under my eyes and I kind of put some oil in my hair and to make it look all gross. And then I had the bite marks on my neck, which speaking of oil in my hair, one year I went as Lizzie Borden and I find that very weird that people don't even know who Lizzie Borden is. Unless you were paying attention to the television around that time, you probably would have missed it though. What? You would have missed it. What television? Well, because Lizzie Borden, if you didn't know about the stories, if you didn't know what was going on, if you weren't paying attention to the news, you would have totally missed the whole Lizzie Borden thing. What news? This happened in like the 1800s, early 1900s. See? (laughs) I didn't even know about Lizzie Borden until we started dating. (laughs) That's what I'm going after. You can miss certain parts of history by not going into certain details. Like, I don't know that much about... Um, about Asian culture and, and history because we just didn't study it. But also certain things like Lizzie Borden. Where would it show up in my history book? It probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't talk about a woman murdering her parents with an axe. And so for that reason, <laughs> if, if unless it was somehow on TV or anything, I probably missed it when I was young myself. That's sad. Yeah. Television. Yeah. You addicted thing. Well, what was I going to do? Pick, go to the library and per, and purposefully research um, crazy ladies who are trying to murder people? No, I just know it from the nursery rhyme. I didn't even know there was a nursery rhyme. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Yeah, I, I had never heard of that. <laughs> or it's maybe reverse mother, father. I don't know. But the whole gist is there. That's exactly what happened, technically. If you had never heard of Lizzie Borden, please go on to uh, either the Facebook page or the Twitter account and let me know that I'm not the only one. But yeah, but I guess she was like acquitted. She never was convicted of murdering her family. And no one was ever convicted of murdering her family, but she was the prime suspect. That's crazy. Wasn't there like a Christina Ricci movie or whatever? I think... Yeah, like a Netflix one, and then there's going to be another one, and I forget who's in it, but I know Kristen Stewart is in it. Oh, boy. Yeah. We're going to talk about her later. They go into, like, a weird thing. All right. They do a different side of the story. That sounds ridiculous and crazy. (laughs) 
So speaking of things that also sound ridiculous and crazy, we're now going into our next segment called Only in Florida, where we talk about stories and things that happen that are so ridiculous, so crazy that they can only happen in the swampland known as Florida. So this week, we are going to be talking about something completely crazy and awesome. It is Spook Hill. Spook Hill, yeah. Never been, but we did drive by there one time. Spook Hill is located out near Haines City over by like the Bach Tower Gardens and whatnot. Yep, so in central Florida. And it is a uh, like a, he- a hill, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not a hill. But it's like a street that you can go to. And you put your car, I think, in neutral. And take your foot off the gas. And you will go up the hill instead of down the hill. Or what you think is up the hill. But it's apparently like the legend is a ghost is controlling your car to move it up. Something like that. I have a picture of the sign here. And I'm going to read it word by word at the sign at Spook Hill, because uh, you are absolutely correct. It's awesome. So ages ago, an Indian town on Lake Lake Wales Lake, that's crazy and redundant, anyways, was plagued with raids by a huge gator. The town's great warrior chief and the gator were killed in a final battle that created the huge swampy depression nearby. The chief was buried on its north side. Gator. Later, pioneer haulers coming from the old army trail atop the ridge above found their horses laboring here at the foot of the ridge and called it Spook Hill. Is the gator seeking revenge or the chief protecting his land? So apparently if you stop the car on the white line line there, place it in neutral, it'll roll on back up the hill. That's weird. Gravity. Gravity's weird. We talked about gravity in the last episode and how ridiculous uh, poles can be, but that one particular area has its own weird gravity thing that's messed up. Yeah. It's a strange phenomenon. So if you're ever at Spook Hill, uh, take a video, let us know. It'll be cool. That would be fun. So with that, we'll be moving on to Did You Know Fact of the Week. Do you know a lot about bats? No, not really. I, I They carry rabies. I didn't know much about them either until I did a little bit of research. We know that they're flying mammals. Yep, like little foxes. Like little foxes. Um, while others can glide, the bats are the only mammals capable of continued flight because birds are a little bit different. Yeah, they can't stay flying forever. So, so bats continue to fly. It's ridiculous. There are over a thousand different bat species, like there are a thousand different birds. Mm-hmm. They're nocturnal, and it means they're only active at night, just like I was when I was in college. Very true. That, that's a thing. <laughs> Definitely a thing. Uh, bats see in the dark using a special skill. What would that be called, Rachel? Echolocation. And what is echolocation? Where they send out a noise. Usually for bats, it's like a high pitch kind of. You can hear them sometimes if you're out. But then the sound hits an object and sends that sound back to the bat. And it has like special, I guess, receptors on the bat that kind of read the echolocation. And they can like not run into things. They can hunt their prey, which is usually bugs or 
small mammals, or fruit, depending on the bat species. So depending on how long uh, it takes for the sound to vibrate back at you depends on um, how much space there is in front of the bat. Sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I dig it. They mostly feed on insects, like you see, like you said, while others eat fruit, fish, or even blood. Mm-hmm. There are three species of vampire bats, which feed solely on blood. I think from like small mammals, like goats and stuff like that. Maybe even cows. A cow is a small mammal, right? Yes, extremely small <laughs> mammal. Especially when I do double takes around the farms around here, and I think it's a horse and it's a cow. <laughs> because of how tiny it is. Yep, tiny. Um, vampire bats have a small, extremely sharp teeth which are capable of piercing an animal skin, humans included, without them even noticing. I feel like that's false because I notice when this mosquito bites me, and that's even probably smaller than the bat's teeth. So that could be, I guess it depends on the individual. They also could carry rabies. Yep. Bad. Stay away from bats. But also having a bat house out back is pretty cool because especially for bats that eat mosquitoes and living in Florida, you want to support your bats to get rid of mosquitoes. Because mosquitoes are evil. And carry viruses too. (laughs) So uh, some bats live by themselves outside while others live in caves with thousands of other bats. Yes, yes, they do. And I, I'll i say that one time I went to the Washington, D.C. Zoo in Maryland, and they have an exhibit where you can walk through like a cave, and bats are flying all around you, and that was really cool. I don't know if they still have that exhibit because this was too many years ago that I went to say. Um, but yes, uh, that was a really cool exhibit. And I mean, where do you get to go and walk around where bats are flying all around you? Unless you're Christian Bale and you happen to be going into a cave in Batman Begins. Yeah. You just, you know. It's one of my favorite parts of that movie. It's a pretty cool part. Oh, and then the other part where he's calling them for backup when he's trying to escape the building. Right. Ooh. I don't remember that. Okay. Yes. It was yes. pretty intense. Sure. sure. I love Batman. Um, so <laughs> bats can live for over 20 years. It's pretty cool. And um, the, so the largest... Bat, which are also known as flying foxes or fruit bats, are um, terapus bats. Cool. Yeah, they're the largest. They're awesome. Those are the cool ones that we see like at, you know. Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yep. Totally. Those are big. Giant flying foxes. Yep. Huge. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. So with it being horror season and all, and you can see a great theme going along, with this here episode. Today we're going to talk about vampires. So, vampire and vampire, which they're, they're German and French words, came from the 1730s. Now, since you and I have watched quite a bit of uh, awesome documentaries and what and whatnot, 
where do you believe the vampire legend came from? Well, I would say the most popular idea is it came from Vlad the Impaler from Transylvania area in what was like the 15 or 1600s, something like that. Something like that. Or maybe it was even earlier because after that was like the Black Death, which kind of like helped the vampire legend like survive and spread throughout Europe because I guess they would change color and some people that weren't dead yet would go into comas, but people would think that they were dead and they would be buried alive and then claw their way out and then therefore they would think they would vampires come back from the dead. That's crazy and yes. ridiculous. I would not want to be buried alive. No. But some also think it comes from the Bible and Lilith, who was, I guess, Adam's first mate that, like, didn't want to obey God or something. And she, like, has been also, I guess she got demonized or something. I don't know the exact story. But that also is another origin story for vampires. That sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. It's pretty intense. I... I remember um, them talking about uh, Vlad Dracul, Vlad the Impaler. And that's kind of where they derived um, Dracula because of his clan name or his his house name, the, the, the Draculs. Right, right. I think like his dad was, what is it, last? Prince or? Something like that. Dracul, which was like devil and then dracula is like son of the devil i think is what it's supposed or, to be dragon or something like dragon that. you're yeah. right dragon something like that or devil and dragon there's like the same words they're used synonymously so i just used the big word yeah right on it's pretty intense <laughs> um so if that's where our belief where the mythology of vampires came from and of course it was changed uh, drastically in the 1900s by Bram Stoker. Yes. Um, so then, what is your earliest memory of a vampire in film or television? Uh, one of my favorite vampire films, which is Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so that one uh, does have Bela Lugosi as the great Count Dracula. Yes, it does, which I think what it makes it even better because you have the first and original Dracula playing Dracula in this comical film. So one of mine, it, it it's a tie for me because I remember um, the old school Dracula being on on late night television that long, long time ago, Bela Lugosi. But I also remember a um, special cartoon called uh, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf where Shaggy got turned into a werewolf and they had a uh, Drac like a a vampire there um like the vincent price vampire isn't he like he was kind of more like the uh 60s and 70s game show type <laughs> and, and he was the host of their own version of wacky racers between all of these crazy and ridiculous um like creatures like like frankenstein the bride of frankenstein had a vehicle and like the swamp thing had his own vehicle each crazy creature had its own vehicle and they had to race to see who was going to be the monster of the year. And Shaggy had to be a part of it. And they said if he won, um, Dracula would turn him back into a human. When you say game show, 60s and 70s, I just picture Bob Barker as a vampire saying, spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> I'm thinking it more of um, 
of what's his face from Family Feud. Um, the oldest Family Feud guy. The guy that kisses everybody. Yes. Was it George something? Oh, y'all are probably screaming at us right now. Um, but but thinking of of him going up to people and saying. Um, how are you doing, darling? And he goes, Mwah. And then at the end of the show, he eats every family. Oh, no. That's you're not a picture a, You're yet. a winner. You're a winner. Wait, I'm the winner. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome time. Uh, so so that's what I'm thinking of. Um, but that's one of my earliest memories of the vampires in film. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I guess I've, I'm used to the comical um horror films because i hate horror movies because i don't like to be afraid and scared uh is gonna be leslie nielsen in um oh my goodness dracula dead and loving it. yes dracula dead and loving it which scared me as a child because i mean some of that stuff is like it's a little scary i mean when like someone gets staked and there's like blood spurting everywhere but um and then there's what runfield that's just eating bugs and as a little girl it's you know that's gross (laughs) Or is it hilarious and awesome? I mean, it's hilarious and awesome now because that movie is awesome. But uh, that's probably my second introduction to Dracula or vampires. So we got Abbott and Costello uh, meet, meet Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's Dracula from 1930s with um, Bram Stoker's official um, official novel, and they turned it into an awesome movie. And then they had the his brides, and he kept on going and going. There's like four, four, four or five different Dracula films way back in the day. Prob- probably. You have what? Christopher Lee. There's Christopher Lee was also Dracula. Keanu Reeves. Is he Dracula? Or no. In, in that one, which is known as Bram Stoker's Dracula, it uh, has Gary Oldman as uh, Count Dracula. Okay. And uh, Keanu Reeves, with his extremely terrible English accent. Um, <laughs> oh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, I miss you and love you also at the same time. Um, Count Dracula, will you help save me? Like weird stuff like that. He's terrible. Dracula don't save no one but himself. What are you talking about? (laughs) And and so like the worst part of the movie is Keanu's accent. And that's, or Keanu, sorry, his accent. And that's saying something because it it feels like Winona Ryder is kind of just phoning it in the entire movie. (laughs) We'll have to revisit that one this season. I guess so. So besides that, um, uh, who else? TV-wise, when when you think of television and vampires, what do you think of? Uh, Buffy Summers, because she is amazing. And that's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not the movie, because I actually have never seen the movie. We'll also put that on our list of things, and we'll check in uh, in two months and see how we did. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's also Angel, or Angelus, Angel, which was a sure. spinoff show. Sure, sure. There's, you know, he's okay. There's also Spike. As you can tell, like, I'm a fan of Spike. <laughs> you're, you're either Team Spike or you're uh, team, team, Angel. team Angel. It seems like there's a lot of teams when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. Like, there's the Lost Boys, where they're all fighting vampires and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we should that. probably put that on the list because I've never seen Lost Boys either. We will need <laughs> to do that. Um, I guess my vampire experience is a little limited, even though I thought it was pretty good. They also have Dracula 2000. Yeah. With Gerard Butler. Oh, I might have seen that one. Maybe, I don't know. In that movie, they kind of made it 
this is spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but if you haven't seen it by now, are you going to want to? So I'm going to give you a chance. We're going to talk about it for the next 15 seconds, starting now. Um, they, they tied him into being Judas. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. It's weird. Yeah, so so they made him that, and then he's been alive for so long, and because of silver, it's, it's very biblical. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was fun. Sure. I mean, at least if it's not good, you have Gerard Butler to look at. He, he was young, and he was pale, and he had long hair. Oh, long hair. Uh. <laughs> so, um, recently, uh, recently, we have rewatched the Twilight series together. We sure did, except we, we skipped the first one, because, you know, who needs to watch that? And, you, you, know. you have it memorized. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a basic story. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So, in... The Twilight ones. So, in, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and in Dracula, you get this whole, he, he can't do any any sunlight. Sunlight is evil. It'll kill you. So will uh, a wooden stake to the heart. Yep. That That's basically like the two big things that are about the vampire lore. They, they need blood to survive. Sunlight will kill them. So will a stake to the heart. Garlic. Eh. Yeah, garlic is... I think that's more like they've trained it, treated it more so in the modern times, like as kind of like a myth, like that's just something that vampires tell humans that, you know, to make them feel better about themselves or something like that. But those are the, the two main ones. But in in Twilight, it's it's a bit different. Yeah. Someone tried to rewrite the rules, which we aren't we aren't too thrilled with. So the first part, sunlight. Yeah. Why would a vampire be sparkly? I think I yeah, I don't know, because they have to stay out of the sun because it shows who they really are. But why are they sparkly diamond-like creatures? Yeah, it's... that's weird. And then the only way to kill them is by breaking off their head and arms because it's because they're made of like stone. Or... Yeah, their skin or their like physique is different. It's like when they're fighting, sometimes like they get like it cracks, but then it heals super fast. So basically the only way to kill the vampire is to either burn it, which, I mean, you have to incapacitate it by breaking off its arms or whatever, or just to pull its head off, which is weird too. And then there's also fire. Like, apparently they're all uh, flammable. Yeah, because like (laughs) in one scene, Dakota Fanning just throws like that little kid into the fire that's the baby vampire, and it just like bursts into flames. And I'm like, oh, apparently stone is flammable or whatever they're made up of. Maybe it's the venom, you know, like that venom thing. And I say that with air quotes again because, yeah, venom. Mm -hmm. Each each of their lores have a different way of of turning and converting people into vampires and it gets weird and chaotic in every single one of them um but in in some of them like in dracula uh they can they can change they can shape shift in in twilight each uh, or some of the vampires have special powers yeah the special abilities like reading thoughts or seeing the future or mood control or controlling the elements i think mood control was the worst one <laughs> Well, not having a special power would be really oh, crappy. Oh, true. Like, what do you get? <laughs> I'm strong. I'm just a vampire. I'm just a vampire. Because I'm a bloodsucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
we're going to go over the quick plots, if there is, if there are any, of Twilight, the, the series. And we're going to do so in a little thing called Ryan O. Piece of Pie Theater. Uh, I will be playing Edward and Jacob, and Rachel will be Bella. Because none of the other characters matter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but we we talked about it, and you could replace those three roles and keep everyone else, and that mo- those chains of movies could be even better. Yeah. But we're going to yep. go with their current acting level as it stands. Sure. Okay. Um, you go ahead and start us off as Bella in the first movie. Hi, I'm Bella. I have... Uh, I'm, I'm different. I, I, I might, you know who I am. Tell me, tell me. You're a vampire. Yeah, I think I love you. I love you too. And now for the next movie. I can't be with you anymore because it's difficult. You don't want me anymore. I'm going to be moody now. Uh, Bella, come hang out with me. Bella, why won't come? I don't like. Come hang out with me. Okay, but only if we do super dangerous stuff so I can see Edward in my mind because I'm delusional. Don't do dangerous things. I don't want you to. Hey, now we have to go save Edward because he thinks I'm dead and he's going to commit suicide. Bye, Bella. Oh, you're alive. I'm happy now. I love you. Never leave me. I will never leave you. Movie number three. Oh no, Victoria's coming for me. I'm going to have to stop her because that's evil and I love you. I'm going to sacrifice part of me so that I distract Victoria. Bella, I'm a, I'm a werewolf now. I'm, I'm, I'm hairy and warm and people say I smell bad, but Bella... Now that we killed Victoria, will you change me to a vampire? On one condition, you marry me. Fine. Now for part one and two. Uh, I'm going to marry you. Okay, we're married now. No, Bella! Now that we're married, let's go on our honeymoon with activities. Yeah, like chess. Lots of chess and activities. Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. Oh, that's weird. That's unusual. Oh, look. You're you're not going to make it. Hey, guess what? I'm really sick and my fetus is eating me. Well, then I'll have to save you and change you. Bella, don't let him do that. Hey, guess what? The baby's coming. You have to eat it out of me. And, And then I'm going to change you. The Voltori are coming because we have a baby now. Hey, guess what? I'm a vampire now. Now that you're a vampire, we have a baby. I'm going to act even more because finally I'm able to act. Hey, guess what? I'm beautiful now. And because of all these people, because of all the craziness, we're going to have a fight. Bella, I've got some people with me. I'm going to imprint on your child because I'm weird. You imprinted on my child and then named, nicknamed it after the Loch Ness Monster? I'm going to see if Alice will come and help us out and, and save everybody. Okay, Jacob, I trust you now. Take my kid. 
Okay, bye, Bella. Wait, don't go. Okay, okay, fine. Oh, everything's okay now. We live forever in happiness. And other stuff. Chess. Chess. Lots of chess. Yes. And such ends the Ryan O. Piece of Pie Theater. It's <laughs> <That's> hilarious. <laughs> um, so, moving on from the Twilight series, because you're welcome. Um, Supernatural. You ever seen the, the uh, vampires in Supernatural? I have not seen any of the vampires in Supernatural. I don't know anything about them. Is there anything special about them? They've got lots of teeth. Like, every single one of their teeth is giant and razor sharp. That's creepy. Yeah. And then they, they nest. That's weird. Yeah. It, it is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't but not the like Van Helsing nesting kind, where Count Dracula tries to turn his, his undead children to bring them to life so they can live. That's cool. That, yeah, but ridiculous. I mean, the whole Van Helsing storyline is pretty awesome. And the I, way that they handle the, the vampires itself is just amazing. But the way that the vampire diaries handle the vi- vampires themselves is a bit weird. Really? Well, they, they can only get sick by a specific plant. Yes, verbane. Yeah. I mean, eh, sure, you gotta have some kind of weakness, I guess. And uh, in order to turn people, and here's where things get complicated, they have to have blood in their system, a vampire blood in their system, and then die. I think that's legit. I mean, the other ways that you would turn into a vampire in most situations is like they drain you of all your blood. And then sometimes they drain you of your blood and then you have to like, then feed, feed you, feed the victim, the vampire blood. Like it can be different ways. I think that's the Buffy way. Isn't the Buffy way you have to feed them? I don't know. I can't remember. Whatever. But it's better than the Twilight way where it's like, I have venom all in my body and if i just bite you once you change into a vampire whether you die or not it's weird yeah no i like that at least that they have to die so what would you keep from these different versions of the the vampiric material to make your own awesome storyline so yes in my vampire world i would say they would probably have to have blood in their system vampire blood in their system and die to be a vampire i feel like that that, that's legit, you know? The vampire blood has some kind of, I don't know, gene or trait that changes you to a vampire. Being kind of like a special powers or anything? Yeah. Oh, well, special powers? No, I don't think special powers. I do like the Van Helsing thing where like his clothes become like his wings where he flies. So, so you like the, the shape-shifting I kind of like that, a little bit of shape-shifting. What I about like, com- compelling? I do like compelling, too. I think you should be able to kill a vampire, though, by, like, staking them or cutting off their head. Or a massive amount of sunlight. Or massive amount of sunlight. Although, if anyone out there has ever watched Moonlight, which is way before its time because it should have lasted longer, um, the vampires can go in the sun, but it, like, it makes them sick. So they can be in the sun for like a little bit, but they get like, I don't know, almost like dehydrated where they're, where they're dying pretty much if they have too much sunlight. So if sunlight takes effects and can kill the vampire, but it doesn't, it's not like an immediate thing where they burst into flame or fry. Right on. I like those things. I can't think of anything else that I would want in my vampire world. 
Uh, what about uh, werewolves? Would you want werewolves in your vampire world? I mean, I think werewolves, they don't have to be necessarily in my vampire world, but I do like that the werewolf is the natural enemy of the vampire, again, from Van Helsing. And what percentage of wolf to man are we talking about? Like, where it's on all four, where it's on two legs? What are we talking about? Oh, hmm. I mean... I don't know. I sort of like the Lon Chaney thing or um, going back again to Van Helsing where he's like wolf but walking on two two legs more human than like per se in Twilight or as we've slightly seen in um, Underworld. Oh, Underworld. That's a good example. I forgot yeah. about Underworld. But yes, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm all with you. In less control. I like werewolf that's more in control. Like Oz from Buffy or, um, nothing. Right on. Spoilers for you, so. Right on. (laughs) Uh, so I I also like the entire world of, of Blade in general, which, uh, is, is similar to pretty much all of those rules except for the wing thing because that's really specific to Dracula himself. That's true. The wing thing is specific to Dracula. Maybe that's just his special power. Yes. I mean, would you, in your vampire world, would you actually make Dracula the first original vampire, or would he just not even exist? I like him being the first. Okay. Because if, if he's the first, then then everyone follows in his footsteps as like an ideology. Now we're talking about um, vampire theology and things get crazy at that right, point. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The thing that I really like about Dracula is he's very like sophisticated and refined and he's not like a, I don't know, I, wanna, I don't want to say not a killer, but he's not like this murderous, ravenous, evil being. He's... Unlike Spike. I like him being educated and like cultured, like I guess sort of in the Reese Jonathan Reese Myers TV show, Dracula, even though what we've seen so far to me is very boring. It's a bit slow. Yeah, and complicated. There's I think too many complications. Like there's side characters that they try to develop a story with that they just end up killing anyway, and I'm like, what's the point of this? And well, we're just going to have to dive deeper into some of the other vampire movies and, and see what else we can think of along the way. True, true. That could be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that during horror season. I hope you guys look forward to some of our updates coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, speaking of, I believe the question this week that we're going to ask you folks is, who is your favorite vampire? Yeah. So we're going to ask you folks, um, either on Twitter, at DidYouKnowRyanO. Uh, you can email it to us, DidYouKnowRyanO at gmail.com, or on Facebook, which is Did you know with Ryan o. Um Other than that, you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, who's your favorite vampire? We'll have to talk about that next time. Oh. So with that said, my friends, um, remember, find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O. We'll see you next time.